Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Machin Payjack podcast. Um, we're doing this live. So... Everything will be fine. There could possibly be no problems. We never cut anyway. We never, yeah, I know. We and never we also, say anything we regret. Oh, well, that's definitely not true, but we've never we've never had any problems when we go live with stuff, so I figured it was a rock-solid way to present the podcast. Um, yeah, we thought we'd try it out. Thanks to everyone who's joined us live um, for this one. I mean, right now, there's a whole 129 of you watching the, the podcast, so that's great. Um, one or two with a nine. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah, yeah, oh, indeed. Oh, just got nervous. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just me and Chris in a room or two separate rooms uh, talking about this. Um, so we're going to talk about Liverpool being champions, of course. Um, champions of little old England, Paul. Mm, it does, full title? It's quite, it's quite, when you think about it, well, what's the big deal? Being champions of England. We're, we're champions of Europe. I mean, I know England's trying its best to not be that. Um but we're already champions of England by proxy by being the reigning champions of Europe. And moreover, Chris, if anyone wants to debate that because we've technically been knocked out of this year's European Cup, we're reigning champions of the world. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's quite what, inconsequential. What was the old really. thing they used to say about Jordan Henderson and blades of grass? Covers every blade of grass. Yeah, now he's just champion of them all. Champion of every blade <laughs> of grass. Yeah, there is no blade of grass on this planet. Yeah. That Jordan Henderson is not the champion of. There's a there's a Lion King meme in that, isn't there? Oh yeah. Well, everything the light touches, Simba. Everything the light touches, yeah. Hendo. Couldn't have asked for a better voiceover artist for him either, could you? For Mufasa, yeah, than James L. Jones. No, it doesn't. There is just no better. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, what range? For, considering the man never changes his accent or tone or whatever, that he's perfect for Mufasa and Darth Vader at the same time. Is pretty pretty incredible for that. Just how how good a man. I think is. what we've realised is that he's just perfect. He's just a perfect man. Yeah, yeah. I can I can get behind that. Hundred okay. percent get behind that. Well, are we going to talk about this? Yeah, no, no, we know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> if it's planned, as if anything's ever fucking planned. There is generally speaking a very loose agenda to what, what the we agenda discussed. for today's episode. Everybody was. We're going to talk about Liverpool being champions of England. That was it. Yeah, and we said we'll probably just do a bit of life stuff first we and, see how, on, and see how we get on with that. But uh, we will, we'll dive into it. Uh, keep your comments and that coming in. If we get some questions, um, decent questions, we'll, we'll answer a few of them at the end because why not? Um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do just that. Uh, yes, your life. So I noticed I was, um, I, I, we had a day off in midweek, which is fucking weird. I don't, I can't vibe with midweek days off. It totally throws, throws Doesn't me off. Doesn't feel the same as when we have a Friday off. No, 
No, like, I mean, that like, feels like it's close enough to the weekend that it's the weekend. But it's mad because I could then work a Saturday and it still feel more normal. But it being a Wednesday, and being off feels feels absolutely bizarre. But I was out, I was out, took the, the took the family to the park, and I, I and I was checking Twitter while we were in the queue for ice cream, and I, I noticed you getting into some hardcore Twitter beef with the football manager scene, the football manager streamer scene. I thought that'd throw me all in uh, naturally behind you because and you drop know, the mic on your way out. MX, yeah, exactly. <laughs> MXP buddies for life. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite enjoying this because you kind of we've done the football manager stuff on on the Red Men, uh, and, and it's gone swimmingly so far, <laughs> so far. Um, but the um, you've also tried it on your own. On your own Twitch channel, and yeah, it's, it's not going gone. well. No, it's going really, really well. Can you, you just can be. you just explain to the viewers and <sighs> listeners the term? Want me in a bad mood in this stream? No, but I'll, I'll, this is what you're gonna get. But I'll tell. Look, I've, we gotta talk about your life. We can't talk about your life because if your life's got some. <laughs> What was the term? I was first introduced to a term by you this morning when you were recounting your tale of being Cardiff City manager, and that was a, a, a term coined to describe two managers for whom this was likely to be the last game in charge for Oh, them. no, don't. So, right, basically, they, call, they called it El Sakiko. <laughs> El fucking Sakiko. Like, anyone, Ben, Ben um, Hybrid actually wasn't there last night. Tony, I think, was there, and a few others from, from this stream. Like, they know how annoyed I was. Imagine getting, getting Builders El Sakiko. I mean, is there anything more wool than El Sakiko? I think it's great. I, I, I it's like, um, you know, how people t- tag gate onto the end of things yeah. after Watergate, you know, like, and it, I like that. I quite, I quite but like now, them. what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get sacked, and they all, all my viewers who are watching this are gonna be going, Sack gate, sack gate. So you've just started it, yeah, but you, you live for the interaction. No, I don't. I yeah. hate them all. Hate, hate all interaction. Hate okay. all notifications. You don't mind it in Twitch because you don't get a notification when someone comments. That's fine. That's perfect. It's for beautiful. You. It's you great. Don't mind, you don't mind people getting involved and trying to interact with you so much. It's the noise that it makes. Oh god, the noise does me head in. Yeah, just all of them. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see why everything needs to have a notification. El Sakiko. El Sakiko. And genius. then the thing is, I got FM'd big time in the previous game by Leeds, and anyone will know. I mean, uh, I think it was. It might have been Jeff that clipped it up for us. And basically, I mean, you can go and watch it. It's twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Blood Red. There's two clips on there of me getting proper FM'd. But back to the story at hand, I want into this streamer showdown. Mm. They're running scared. So streamer showdown, for those of you not aware of this, is a bunch of the biggest football manager streamers on Twitch and, and, and YouTube. And they get together and they do like a draft. And then you go, they go head to head in like a competition. It looks incredibly cool. Um, our good friend James Alcott was involved, got involved from the last one. Um, and you're there throwing pebbles at the window. <laughs> Absolutely. I tried to play nice last week and basically said, Can like, please be in part yeah, of the exactly. show, though. And then they didn't. So I'm like, you know what? I'm coming in, dick swinging, baby. You know what I mean? I am windmilling my way into this stream of show that I'm going to be so loud and abrasive that they cannot ignore me, um, and that's what I'm and that's what I'm about. It's worked in life. I know exactly. So I want in because it's, I think it's the coolest thing going at the moment as far as footy manager content after Redman, obviously. 
it is the coolest thing going because what's great about it is the fact that there's a draft that you're getting loads of people who are into it into the content and you you get to showcase yourself to somebody else's audience which is fantastic yeah. and and I've been enjoying watching it and I was like I want to be a part of this and I can stand around waiting for them to take notice of me yeah. or I can go in swinging I'm going in swinging and, and the fact is they are the established elite mm-hmm. they are running scared of me yeah. I know this Benji you know this Benji so if you want to prove if you want to prove that you're not running scared there's only one thing you can do and that is let me in and watch me win who's there Payjack, and he's coming in and he's kicking your faces in uh, right everyone actually let's you know what let's let's get behind let's get behind team Payjack on this i want everyone to tweet uh at dr benji and say at dr benji fears at mr blood red Hashtag FM Streamer Showdown. Is yeah. that the hashtag? Yeah. F- at FM Streamer Showdown. Doctor at Doctor Benji, which is a uh, doctor. The word Doctor Benji B N J Y. Fears at Mr Blood Red on Twitter. Everyone, do it right now. And let's see if we can get a little bit of an MXP wave of uh, 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 to, for Chris to crest all over. Uh, it would be absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, funny, 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 funny. Um, I am. I, I, it's boss. I love. I love the idea. I love the. I love the, the whole. It's concept. So, uh, this thing. I, I, I messaged Benji, dropping the act for a minute here, and said like, I absolutely love it. I think it's absolutely superb. Like, mm-hmm. um, I want in, and he didn't message me back. So we're, that's, <laughs> why we're, that's why we're coming, that's why we're going back this regard. This so way. pulling it back up again, <laughs> pulling the fucking shutters back up again, the war shutters. Um, yeah, let's get let's let's fucking kick the fucking doors into the FM stream showdown and get me man there on on side. Um, yeah, great. I am um, as we've been in, in general. Then I'm great. I, I, we were trying to think of what we were going to talk about on this podcast, and because of the footy coming back and it coming back in such a big way, um, I haven't really. Th- thought about life there's been loads of stuff that's been going on obviously we had that spell before the footy came back where we covered all the big political topics and all this kind of stuff I've I have and some of it I've, I've switched off to a lot of it because there's just so much misery around it one thing I, I, I thought was mad and it slipped under a lot of radars because there's so many things going on at the moment was P- MPs taking to copy and pasting conservative MPs copying and pasting their joy their joy that they've ended freedom of movement in Europe. Sorry, fucking well done, you gang of actual pricks. Um, it, I, I, I still. This is the thing that's always gotten me about it, and it's and I, I, often I think in, in life it's always worth asking the question. You, I, I'll take a lot of people at face value and what they say, and there's always I think there's always a value to be able to, to listen to people and hear what they're saying. But when it comes to politics. The real questions and the real things you should be listening to is what's not being said. And it's all well and good. The notion, because I think it's a very sellable notion to a lot of people in this country, this idea of like people coming in from outside and tick, tick, tick our jobs. You know, that like people have, that's a real touch touch point for people. It's also not true. It's also horseshit. Um, but it's but it's it, it's it's what we're not getting on the other side of it for the average for the average person. The idea of having to go back to immigration, mad immigration queues, and having to fill in loads of mad little forms and all that kind of stuff. I remember speaking to a um, my father-in-law's friends about this, and he was like, "Oh well, we used to do it back in the day, so fine." It's like, yeah, but we used to do a lot of things back in the day. We used to wear seatbelts in cars. All right, well, yeah, I know you didn't die and it wasn't a problem for you, but some things are just have sensibly moved on for a reason. And, it, it you know, in, in pushing this forward, this, this, again, slightly false notion of this, it's going to fix the, 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 the economy all of a sudden. Yeah, you carry on talking. It's a massive crock of shit. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing that really winds me up about it. And it's really, it's really annoying me because 
there's so many th- big things happening. People are still de- dealing with COVID. You've got the Black Lives Matter movement. You've got football coming back. You've got uh, political scandals still ongoing. You've got things like, you know, and you've just got, like, in America, you've got people protesting that they don't want to wear masks mm. still and getting more and more loud and noisy with that as though it's a stripping of their civil liberties and not something designed to make their lives a touch safer and the, and the lives of the people around them as well. Um, and this is, it, it happens and it passed on. You know, we've now... It's a, it's been another anniversary since the since the the Brexit vote, and we're still in this. And I've forgotten, I've forgotten how angry I am with the whole thing, and it just stayed up. And that that what so I'm talking about it. I it's obviously crept in there, but I've I, I always talk about social media just being a portal to misery. You know, you, it's a device that you pick up. The joy of all Liverpool winning the, winning the league stuff has now slowly started to ebb away and be replaced with all the fucking horrible shit that's going on again. Well, yeah, I mean, just to just to go back to something that you said, it sparked something in me. I was like, did anybody see that um, tweet the other day where a fellow was talking about a, a conversation he's had with a British couple who holiday near him and next door to him? Did you see this? It went massive. I had like 50 or 1,000 likes when I've seen it. The tweet actually disappeared now, but because I've looked at his entire thread, I've still got it all here. So, just had a conversation with a British couple who have a holiday home near us. They voted for Brexit, have made no arrangements whatsoever for what happens on January the 1st. They've now discovered the reality of the situation. The blame apparently is with Brussels. He's not going to be pushed around by Brussels, and he's spoken to his friends at work who all agree with him, Paul. Seems this is the EU bullying his parents and being vindictive towards British people because they are jealous of Brexit. My only reply was, well, okay then received a largely incoherent message from the idiot son via whatsapp says that my wife and i are part of the problem wants to know what we are doing to help should have warned his parents Farage was right not sure what about something about the war the empire etc etc latest development the wife called my wife again more tears seems the idiot son's been shouting at his work about this and has been sent home to cool off meanwhile they've made the decision to sell the house and have asked if they could help if we could help with viewings we've said yes oh christ and another call this time from the sun he's decided to come over next week and sort this all out with the mayor i tried to explain it's nothing to do with our mayor and this is down to the uk leaving the eu he said he didn't vote for brexit to have this i said he needs to take the time to understand what brexit means but he will not listen i told him he will need to wear a mask when he's here surprise surprise he says i don't believe in them i doubt he can get a channel crossing so he probably won't be able to make it anyway anyway away from brexit related posts we now have two dogs swimming up and down our pool only one is ours i think he's invited the friend over for the day dog update our visitors remain for afternoon tea is currently half in half out of the water uh <laughs> this is the thing but this is the thing that's happening all up and down the country yeah. people didn't know what they were voting for mm-hmm. so even people with holiday homes in europe haven't got on to the fact that it's not going to be that easy to and get there. just to clarify there's loads of people who did know what they were voting for you know, and 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 those people are absolutely firmly entitled, and and I hope they I hope they enjoy the whole experience, you know, because that's what they they've definitely known, they've definitely bought in, they've known a hundred percent of what of what's happened or whatever. But it's mad because you're right, the, the 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 levels of idiocy and what people are missing out on and all that kind of stuff. It's a celebration of me losing rights, is what it is. Is what they're doing by celebrating their lack of the, the the end of freedom of movement, making it harder for me to go and work in other countries. Should I so desire? They're taking something away from us. As and and, and I guess that we were born with no, no, true, we exactly. And there'll, right. there'll be tons of people, and I guess this is the problem: the people who feel most afflicted by something, whether it's real or or, or just a, you know a, a, a fearful concept made up to keep people in the place or whatever. They're the kind of people who wouldn't 
ever think that it's a possibility of working. They wouldn't want to go and work in Europe. They wouldn't want to go and the, the kind of people who literally use their passports to go on lads' holidays or to go to do do stock very very British experience things. Costa Costa Brava, not wrong with Costa Brava by the way. I've been to Costa Brava plenty of times. Been to Mallorca plenty of times. Fine places to go, but the places where you go where you get where you can still buy Heinz beans and, and get mushy peas on your brekkie in a fucking cafe that's got, like, the, the Princess Diana cafe in, in, in somewhere sunnier. And, that, and that's all they use it for, so it's probably no big deal. None of this is any real great deal for them, but for the vast majority of people. And this notion of, like, you've got only skilled people allowed to come in, again, it's fucking complete and utter bollocks because... What and I get it. It's it, but it becomes a blanket solution to a to a to a, a much more nuanced problem. Because so for every person who comes in who who is a, just a drain on the welfare state, and I'm not saying again, there's there's problems. Will be problems. Every country will have issues in that regard. It's the people who come in because they want to better themselves, and people come in and they educate themselves and they train and they become incredibly skilled human beings, particularly people working around the NHS and, and what have you. Well, well, even on the most basic, and I, I've said this to you over the years and stuff, thanks for the comments, we will get to some of the comments, certainly the, the super chats and stuff as well that have been coming in, thank you. I've said to you for years, you know, I, I used to run restaurants and stuff like that, and over a seven year period where I was managing the tavern, we had one lad who came in who was English, who wanted to do the dishes. Yeah. Like, it was called a kitchen porter job it's 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 hard actually tom as well think about it. two lads um tom tom did it there it's a difficult job yeah. it's tiring it's physical it's long hours and for the most part no english person wants to do that job mm-hmm. like even the people who were 16 like when i was 16 i went straight actually i was 15 went straight into restaurants and everybody in that restaurant was english they were 15 or 16 years old 16 they were all 16 they were all 16 and they did the dishes there and they did it until they were 18 or whatever 16 year olds now don't even want to do those jobs anymore yeah. and and it was like literally mechanical engineers who were Polish, who were coming in and doing that job, who were so overqualified, but who couldn't get another one because of institutionalised racism in other forms than just colour. And and so you've got this, this entire unskilled job market that needs filling. Yeah. So yeah. even if you just say just the skilled people come in, half the restaurants in the country won't be able to have people to do the dishes. The quest, the, the, from the, my what, experience. What, what this is all gambled on is that people will have no choice but to take those jobs because that's how conservatives think. Because, and look, again, there's fundamental, there's, there's always fundamentals to these things, which are, again, as a, as a top-line notion, I've got no, no problem with that. You know, teaching a bunch of lazy British teenagers some gumption by making them go out and do a load of shitty jobs is fine, um, is absolutely fine. And, and if, if, it, if it works out that way, great, you know, and, 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 and it's going to have to, <laughs> basically, to, you know, to be, to be clear on it. So maybe it, maybe it will all work itself out. But the thing that gets me on it, again, is that, there's, there's, it's what's not being said and the government aren't making fucking bright graphics to share the fact that now you know you, if you want to go and work abroad if you want to go and work in Europe you need to have a work you're going to need a work permit so you're only going to be able to go into different European countries for X amount of days in a certain amount of per year or whatever you're not just you can't just go and live somewhere mm. anymore and you know and that's yeah, and it's it's a it's a fucking damn shame because what's really annoying about it is how many of these and I'll call them it cunts have either got dual nationality, Farage for being the fucking prime example of it, King 
ding-a-ling cunt number one, um, or they've got you know they've got other premises, or they've got business interests. They are insulated against these things, and they 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 fly the flag of a cause that they are not a hundred percent bought into, and the disingenuity of it, if that's even the right way to say that word, is what I find most enraging about the whole thing because again I don't mind if some but they're getting the best of both worlds no but it's because if someone comes up if someone comes up out of the fucking out of the fucking the fucking slums and fucking make something of themselves and, and they've lived it and they've lived and breathed the hardships of what it's been to start from the bottom in this country and, and have to deal with all the, the purported problems that we're being told that are with Johnny Foreigner coming in. If you've lived that and you've genuinely experienced that, and then you come up and you and you and you step to the forefront of this cause, then I've got I've got respect for someone that way because I still think they're wrong, but that I can't I can't compare. They've got the experience that tells them that it's just a bunch of fucking multi 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 millionaires cashing in on a depth of ill feeling that's probably misplaced because they've been led down a garden path down mm. some way because it's making someone else money. And um, yeah, it's, it's completely not a complete and also poppycock that's true yeah shout out to Stuart Lunt as well who, who worked as a KP with me when we were 16 years old he's in the comments section right now which is cool uh, thanks for TF420 for the super chat there had a genuine cob on it so I saw you lads were going live up the mighty reds champions of absolutely everything a lot a lot of silverware coming indeed 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 um, let's talk about it then Chris um, what champions what of the world yes still technically reigning champions of Europe and now champions of England. Um, oh, oh! It's a beautiful thing. Paul. Oh, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. It's de- it's absolutely delicious. And I, I, I'll be honest. Like I had me me little moment on the night, and I, it was all just great. And I was just caught up in the in the whole thing. And then I went home the night. I had a few bevies, and I was watching Sky Sports and seeing like the the emotional outpourings from like Jürgen and and Jordan Henderson and all that. Really, like it got me. And I I didn't. I've not had a proper cry. I had. I come close with that Bleacher Report cartoon mm. of like the, the yeah, guy yeah, and his dad yeah, and then yeah. the dad dies and then he puts the daughter on his shoulders. I had a little like, a, a very brief little like, <laughs> like sob to that. Um, and uh, But that's, that's the question. I don't think it's hit me yet properly because we until I see, I think there's going to be a release that comes with seeing Jordan Henderson lift that trophy. For me anyway. I think for me, it's going to be the first you'll never walk alone in Anfield. I think that's where it hits me because that song always gets me. Yeah. And those words, man, those lyrics, they just mean something to all of us, don't they? Mm-hmm. And I get like really just hit up and tense and, and emotional during that song anyway. So I, I imagine for me it's going to be that one. Like the trophy's going to be unbelievable and stuff like that. Like, but yeah, I think it's You'll Never Walk Alone in Anfield. That's the one that I'm waiting for most of all. And I, I wonder whether it was different for us because we didn't have the sound on that television the other night. Yeah. You know, I wonder whether I'd have just felt slightly differently. Like Hearing even, Martin Tyler say Liverpool yeah, the champions, or that kind even of like, stuff. you know, I, from what I could get, gather on Twitter, like, correct me if I'm wrong here in the comments, by the way, everybody, or after the fact, tweet me at Mr. Blood Red or at Matrix Payjack. But like that You'll Never Walk Alone, before the game at Anfield. Yeah. Like, that would have been a big moment that we didn't get to hear that you'll never walk alone for. Like, the first one when we were there and we weren't, we weren't there. Liverpool were playing, but we weren't there. Yeah. So, I've, I think I've lost something for missing out on that. So, so that's why I think that's going to hit me more than anything. But I was the same as you. I was very, very close to tears during that Bleacher Report video. Yeah. The bastards. I need the... Um... 
I need to see it. And, and this is the good thing. We did this on, I think it was on the Redman podcast this week. And the, the beauty of how it's kind of worked out is, obviously we're doing this the, just before the Liverpool-Man City game. So a lot of people will be watching this after the fact and don't know the results and what have you. But if Liverpool actually get the results in that, you get that celebration. Because that for me is like a, a big full stop or exclamation point on it. Because just being able to do it and then go out and beat the, the now former uh, holders makes a big makes a big point. You know that the Liverpool's nearest and biggest and biggest rivals and likely to be for the coming years as well. Um, there's having that, and then there's like six more games of football at some point, and that they're going to do the trophy lift as well. So there's going to be that, and then at some point, probably before before mid September, might even be at the end of the month. There's going to be some form of proper celebration where people are allowed to gather. For it as well, and then there'll probably be a, when the season then eventually comes back, there'll be a moment where there's that. There might even be a moment where we might be able to get in with Jürgen at some point between now and then as well. So there's there's just all these like like, like it's going to be in some regards. I'm, part of me was like it's a, it is a bit of an anticlimax to not be there for the moment and not be able to be in the grounds, but we're actually getting. No, nothing like that one individual high, mm. but we're going to get a series of interesting and different highs before eventually another another one down the line. Well, that's it, isn't it? And maybe they won't add up to what we would have got and that release and that outpouring of emotion because I'm pretty sure if you're in the ground, everywhere you were looked, yeah. there'd have been someone crying their eyes out or something. And so we'd have that would probably have all set us all off, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah, those individual things, I mean, for me... I can't get over the fact that we got to watch Liverpool win the league with 20,000 people. Yeah. Like, And for me, that was massive yeah. because I didn't expect anything like that. Because yeah. one, one of the things that I love about doing Redmen more than, more than most is after those big games, I know you love this too, the feeling in the air at Anfield is one thing, mm-hmm. but the feeling around us when we're doing fan cams after big results is something that I find it... It, it's not replicated anywhere else in my life, yeah. nor has it ever been in my life before we started doing Red Men and yeah. people cared. Yeah. So that I'm missing out on that. Yeah. It was always part of one of it. One of the reasons I wanted to put to win the league at Anfield with us there, obviously, was because we got to experience that in the stadium and then we'd have got to go outside. So everybody stands there, rain, sun, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I got to kind of replicate that with the comments section the other day and it, it affected me more than I thought it would. It's really interesting because I'm going back through the comments on the videos this season for, the, for this season's book and it's actually because um, I was on holiday for the Arsenal 5-5 um, League Cup game and you were outside and there's loads of comments of people saying like this is better than the game itself because it's just you and a gang of people outside Anfield just singing so spontaneously bursting into song and doing all that kind of stuff, and you're right because I'm 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 a bit I'm a quite an emotional person, but when I'm I, I don't get as lost in it anymore because it is it's my job, and I, I feel a degree of professionalism in it so much that I, I I cut myself off to a lot of the emotion of what we're doing because I've not you know I always say like the Madrid being the perfect example of it. I'd not worked for ten years to not be able to not to not capture those moments you know what I mean to not be able to film the bits and pieces because that's what it that's what I'm I'm, I'm into it for so like I I, I do struggle to lose to lose myself in it but that being said and I said this I've said this all year long I actually got more out of that minute and a half when Liverpool were mathematically on top of the league in the last game of the season last year than I actually got out of the Champions League final 
because there was just something about I don't know that's that's been the holy grail that's been a big a, a been a big thing for me and it was that was just a completely unique experience to be in my seat in the cop surrounded and the noise and feel the bubbling up and all that kind of stuff it was a completely experience unlike anything I've ever felt before um so yeah I, I'm trying to grab bits of that from sort of elsewhere to kind of to kind of to, to, to kind of fill it up but I can't wait like I I and that's for me what it is it's always had multiple layers to it I love it as a fan but I love it as a as a, what I am a content producer as well because I, I've, I've you know Chris we it was pointed out it's 10 years since Roy Hodgson got mm. the Liverpool job 10 years and that's a, to a lot of people who've been watching and listening that's a fucking load of time and 10 years is quite a long time but once you're already an adult 10 years isn't a very long time when you actually live it uh, which is terrifying as well Um it's mad to think about that. Like that, Rui Hodgson being in charge doesn't feel ten years ago to me. And then to, you know to to look at the rise and look what we've been through in that time, and to be making video when we were making videos in the back room of ours and ripping Roy Hodgson and sit, doing making Hodgson for England t-shirts and fucking showing them on the camera to actually being able to celebrate a fucking Premier League title. We're actually making t- like those t-shirts were a laugh for us that we ironed on. Yeah. Like we're actually making fucking t-shirts now, like yeah. this one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. actual fucking Premier League winning merchandise. Yeah. I mean that's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And then even if you just said at the back end, well, well, look, you you was live streaming. Maybe one of the last live stream games we did actually prior to lockdown mm-hmm. for that Stoke game. Yeah. You know, Stephen Gerrard's last game we got beaten six one. I missed it thankfully. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Then, yeah. would you think in a few years' time we'll be live streaming Liverpool winning the Premier League title? No. You were outside Anfield with Tom, no. weren't you? You know, at the Echo, you know, the Echo Arena, you were outside of that. What, I've seen those videos back, and you don't believe that we're ever going to get there. That that weekend's mad because I gave up on a family holiday. I joined a family holiday th- three days late because we had the last game of the season to play, and was 
the uh, the ten year anniversary of the of Istanbul at the Echo Arena. So I like put me put me Jack and uh, Charlie on a plane and sent them off and then went to work and, and, and did and did those and did those things. And what did I get for that? I got to watch Liverpool get fucking dicked everywhere by Stoke City. Gerard scored his last of goal in a the one of the most embarrassing embarrassing games Liverpool have ever been involved in. Go and cry my eyes out at the Echo Arena because you're right. All I'd said there was there was no way in any in any way, shape or form that I feel that Liverpool were ever gonna come close to replicating that because we've just been fucking battered by Stoke like Brendan Rodgers was done and we all knew he was done we didn't necessarily vocalise it but we all knew Brendan Rodgers was done we all knew that team was going absolutely nowhere and it had been pretty crap all season long Um. To fast forward, and as I say, it goes in the blink of an eye. So that doesn't, then those memories are still there. That doesn't feel like we've been, you forget the journey that you've been on. It's insane that the world that we now, in the right that we now but inhabit. Like, look, take, take yourself back 14 months. 14 months was, these are perennial losers. They'll never get over the line with anything. Hmm. They can't win a final. Just over a year. Well, just over a year we ago, talk- that's what we were talking about yeah, with yeah. this Liverpool side. Yeah. This Liverpool side, a year ago, we were saying people were saying bottlers about them. Yeah. They've won the World Club Cup, the U- European Super Cup, the Premier League and the Champions League in that last 13 months, 14 months. Yeah. They're not perennial losers. I remember saying in, in Kiev, and that was like the one thing I remember about my post-match video on that was like Liverpool need to stop inventing new ways to break our hearts because like, there was no well, They just way. ran out of options. No, the end, they, they, they used was, was, Yeah, exactly. Your goalkeeper literally throwing one in off the, off the leg of a centre-forward against one of the best teams in the world was probably it. it probably, that probably broke everything or Bruce Grabble like urinating on goalposts if that's to be believed but um, it's it's yeah it's mad it, it, it's uh, to be then you're right because again funny enough because it got right in the books doing last year's one was an absolute fucking nightmare it was horrible I had to I had to trudge felt like trudging through filth and muck and death and human feces to try and pull the comments and opinions out on game by game. I told my dad about this. There was a point in like October, November last season where we drew with Napoli and Man City back to back. Um, the Mares misses the penalty, doesn't he? Right, yeah, yeah, right yeah. at the end, and everyone was like, "Well, Liverpool fucked it. Liverpool fucked the entire season. It's entirely gone. It's entirely done." And it was all like the all the negativity, all like the well, you need we need a Nabil Fakir, and Buvac is gone, and he was the guy who was really the brains behind all of Klopp's operation, and everything's everything's fucked. And we had all of that, and then you know we got to the end of the season, and I remember I remember saying about like. Um, about Kiev and about the Europa League is that second we won in Madrid it made all of that stuff a part of the journey yeah well that's it when you when the season when we challenged with Rafa forget the 2005 European Cup it was all about and before we finish second so that when we're at the top it's he's finished fourth he's finished third he's finished second there's only one place to go. Yeah. Because we'd been hurt by that, we could see all the steps that we'd climbed. We could see how far we'd come, yeah. but we just didn't believe that we were going to be able to do yeah. the last part of it. You know, from even this, some of this squad, I think Kendall was there with the Capital One Cup mm-hmm. against Manchester City. Then you've got Basel. Then you've got y- your Kiev. Then you've got Madrid. Now you've got the Premier League on top. I mean, what else is there? There's nothing else. There's nothing else. We're going to be getting sent up in someone's fucking 
rocket to go and take on a team from somewhere else because there's nothing else here for us yeah. to conquer right yeah. now. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, but that that's that's the thing, and it got me thinking because we've all watched we've all watched the last dance right now. No spoilers, but it was because um, it was a historical thing. Yeah, <laughs> Twenty years ago, yeah. if you don't know the answers now, but the, the, what's left what's left for Liverpool now is that. Is to establish itself as as one of the great as one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. It's to do do it again, go again. This is to is to guard against complacency. It's not to be. We've reached the top. And Klopp said it. You know, it's not about if you think you've gotten to the top of the mountain, then you're on your way back. You're on your way back down again. And he, he, it's a great quote that everyone was spamming all over social media this week about like we're not going to defend the title. We're going to fight for the next one instead. And that's what it's about when you you hear like Michael Jordan talk about wanting to come back and defend his crown. Now we're left in a world where we're just hoping that the players we've got are those kind of people who see it as a personal affront that anyone else would want their trophies from them. I think there's two ways that a team can go about staying at the top. And I think Klopp's picked the right one for Liverpool, and that is that going on the attack mode and, and attacking the next title. Because the fact is, you know, when you when you're a team like Bayern Munich, you can li- when you climb that mountain, you can build a fort at the top and defend it. Yeah. And what they do is they just pick off the best players of all the teams in the league around them because they've got the money to do it. That's them building their fort yeah. with the high ground and a fucking moat or whatever it is and making sure that you can't get in here. I'm going to be all right. Liverpool don't have that because we don't have the money to be able to do that. And we probably still, even now, don't quite have the pull to be able to take a Manchester City player mm-hmm. for all the trophies that we've won. Because for the last 10 years, they... Them and Chelsea have been the two most dominant teams, trophies-wise, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. And then it would be your Liverpool, maybe, now, actually yeah. thinking about it. So, Liverpool have got to go and attack each and every one. But you know that what got them there is the exact right mentality to keep them there. Yeah. Because these lads, the way that they fought for every inch, for every fucking yard, for every... Uh, you know, I'm not even going to try and continue yeah. that one because I've forgotten all the words. Yeah, yeah. But that's what got them there, and they're going to continue to be there because of all of that. Yeah, no, it is, and it's very interesting to see what happens now. Because again, I think we're still all mentally conditioned to wait for what. When's the other shoe going to drop? You know what I mean? Like, what's what's going to go wrong? And I think you've got the the fear mongering around the transfer window, and you've got Timo Werner, and you've got all these kind of things. And people go, we're not building from from a position of, of strength, etc., etc., etc. But once again, sorry to interrupt. Once again, the one thing that we as fans, and I will, I don't often speak for everybody because I think it's it's stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and speak collectively. It, our failing as fans are always to think that players can't improve. Yeah. It's the one thing that every single one of us pretty much across the board forgets mm-hmm. every single time we talk about transfers. Like, why can't Henderson improve? He, he did this season compared to last season. Mm-hmm. Why can't he do it again? Yeah. You know, why, why can't Alisson get better? Yeah. Why can't Van Dijk get better? They, these lads have done a consistent trajectory and yet all of a sudden we think they're going to plateau. That's well, not necessarily the case. Well, this is the point. It's hard to keep Liverpool's moving. Liverpool's three best players, you'd argue. Let's just say, let's just say three best players. The front three. You know, like you know, in terms of what what the, put the finishing touches, and you could argue just as easily it's actually the fullbacks and the centre half, or you could argue it's the goalkeeper, the centre half, and the defensive midfielder. Whatever. The point is, is that when I look at like I compare us to Barcelona, 
and those great Barcelona sides under Pep Guardiola, etc., etc. And the greatest, the greatest trick that Liverpool have pulled so far is in keeping that team together, mm. is keeping those players motivated financially, keeping them keeping them from having their heads turned, because that's where it goes wrong. And that's where Barcelona don't have these problems, and Liverpool shouldn't, because provided you can make sure the players are rewarded, they've got, they've got the right amount of financial reward, their families are happy, and they are... Big, shiny, silver things on the side. Exactly, sideboard. and they are competing for the biggest trophies and personal honours along the way. What's the difference? You're only then that you, you're picking, you're splitting airs between like climate a lot of the time, or, or maybe a little bit of lifestyle and what have you. You know, and that's what what Liverpool done in there is, is to, like you look our front three are all 28. So this time next year they'll all be 29. That, they're in the prime of their careers, yeah, and, and the prime's it, extended. Yeah, exactly. And the point, and and it, and, it, and it has been extended by the fact that they haven't been in physical contact, strong physical contact with people for three months, which never happens. So that I'm, I wouldn't shock me if they. Something had been put back into them by not having to be battered from pillar to post for that amount of time, which is true about all footballers in this period, by the way. But just for the just for the sake of this discussion, like Sergio Aguero's what thirty one now, and yet he's had his injury problems, but he's still he's still when he plays, he still bangs them in. We are in a position where in three years' time or two years two years' time it'll be they'll be thirty. Okay, and. Two years from now, that's there's two more league titles that could be won from now, and our best players still aren't necessarily even on their way down yet. Notwithstanding picking up random injuries, which can obviously de- deviate the course of a career completely, completely they can. But Liverpool are in. Uh, the, the, yes, they do need to bolster, but we do. And Klopp's been keen to say this. It doesn't. This is still the start. He considers this like the second season of this team. There could be five seasons of this team. Hmm. Quite easily, because no one's turning around and looking at it. people. Maybe have said Suarez is on his way down, and, and maybe Messi's on his way down. Well, Messi's fucking alien, so you know, not as not as tangibly. But Barcelona is still fucking amazing. Barcelona is still challenging in the Champions League. Barcelona is still challenging for their domestic league. In that time, we could have easily three more seasons without needing major surgery to this team, and could win what a Euro- another European Cup and a couple of uh, Premier Leagues in that yeah, time I, I, and, and that's the thing and, and the mad thing for me just just to go back to a point that you made there it's something I agree with is this extending their prime you know I remember talking to Matt Ladston about this um, just we were just having a chat on the phone it wasn't on a show or anything like that and it was something that he was telling telling me about but then I started thinking about it a little bit more I was like that's great you think about think about the timing of it right now Let's say you've got a young side. Let's say you've got a Chelsea side, right? I'd rather have my players in the prime when they have this break than a young side who actually need the developmental games. Having a break at that stage of your career when everyone's 23, 22, 21, I think that's actually... Yeah. You, you, you've, you've almost paused everything with what we've got as, a, as an extension of their prime for not having these things. So Bobby, Mane, everything else. But the money that they're on is the problem mm-hmm. for Liverpool. Yeah. Because, because they've been so well run, because we've got everybody on these long-term contracts, that's why we're going to struggle in the transfer market over the next year. Mm-hmm. Because we're paying top dollar because we're successful because we've been built the right way unfortunately it's just been really poorly timed for us from a financial point of view because we're handing out these huge bonuses to players it was the right thing to do but we're handing out these huge bonuses to players who've just won the Premier League when they're not getting gate receipts that's the difficult thing that we've got and we've got to overcome but fortunately there isn't a team in 
in Europe who would swap positions with us. For all the faults that we can see right now and not having the money to go and strengthen your squad is one. I bet you if you ask Manchester United where they'd rather be, mm -hmm. they'd rather be in Liverpool's position. Chelsea would rather be in Liverpool's position. Barcelona would probably rather be in Liverpool's position right now than, than any other team. Liverpool's thing is that, and, and why, look, it might have a knock-on impact to the following season if not getting someone now because you haven't had the time to bring someone in. The teams that are challenging Liverpool need to go out and buy, need to improve their first teams. They need to. They have no, they've got to because they're not, their first teams aren't good enough to Who do. Who do Liverpool buy? Where do we need someone? Exactly. Exactly that. Liverpool don't need any more first team players. They actually need more depth. They need a couple of players to bolster. Maybe challenge and that that can have a you know, we've seen Naby Keita should have been a first team player. And if he he was he hasn't been, but he's made Genie Wijnaldum better. Mm. And Oxley Chamberlain's mm. made Jordan Henderson better and same with Fabinho, etc. etc. But that's the thing about Liverpool right now. There's no one in world football that we can afford we could have afforded to buy anyway, really, who comes in who's better than Sadio Mane or Mo Salah. And he does the job as well as Roberto Firmino. You can't get better than Virgil van Dijk and Alison Becker. You can't really get better than the fullbacks. You can make a case for improving upon the midfield, but again, can I thought we were past that now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. But that's that's the thing. Whereas Manchester City have got to go out, they've got to go and buy. They need a world another another world class or world class in potential centre half to partner Laporte. They still need do they still need a left back? You know, I've not seen Mendy's particularly set the world alight since he's come back from his injuries. They're still using Zinchenko quite regularly in there. Rodrigo will be more established and he'll be better next season, certainly. Gabriel Jesus still needs to need to settle in. But Sergio Aguero, are you ever going to get a full season out of him? Who's to say? Sane's gone, so they need to go and replace Leroy Sane because not having him this season has been a big detriment to them. Manchester United, they they still need they're still gonna need more players. They're gonna need they need better centre halves. They're going to need a better goalkeeper at some point down the line. Chelsea need to buy a defence. Arsenal are fucking shambles. Um, so Liverpool actually don't need... Not, there's not a glaring hole in yeah, what Liverpool the, do. The only one that I can see, and I've just seen Dr Benji's turned up in the chat, which is nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> Pull them over to a live. Go back and watch the beginning, mate. Uh, yeah. um, Chris has called it out. Big time, Mark. I can't believe you've actually come over. That's brilliant. Well done, everybody in the chat for getting him over here. That is absolutely fantastic work. Uh, let's take a little break from this. I'm sure you'll enjoy the Liverpool chat anyway, Benji. Oi, Pajak. Listen up. You are nothing. Nothing, I tell you. Yeah, uh, and then he's ran out of words. Is that it? Is that all you've got? Is that it? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, I am live. He's live. He's, oh, you're live as well. Oh, well played. Oh, well played, mate. Yeah. And I am sick of it. This is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? He's got to get his words in now because unfortunately all is his words at the moment. Eventually, it's going to be down to actions and the action is where the Benji's got the bottle to let Chris into the football manager stream a showdown and put his reputation on the line. I mean, look... What reputation? Ben, ben, just do it. He hasn't won one, has he? Just no, no. But the point is, Ben, just do it because Chris is shit a football manager. It'd be fine. But think about the story. Um, so, um, right, uh, super chats. Thanks so much to Mike Brown uh, and Stephen Somerville. Um, asked, will there be a Redmen documentary on the season? There will be. Um, oh wait, 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 Benji! Before you go, will you jump in um, Redmen's footy manager stream on Tuesday with us three o'clock? Let, us, Let know. us know. Let us know. Yeah, not now. <laughs> Probably not now. Um, yes, you were saying? 
You've got no, got no idea what, what I was saying. Yeah. Benji's got me all riled up now, you know what I mean? No, um, he's he's it's all love. Trouble, yeah. It's all love. Um, he, he knows he's still running scared, so I haven't got the invite. He's still running scared. Um, but please come and do the Red Band stream with us on Tuesday because Paul's away. He's busy uh, being <laughs> the most successful English-speaking streamer on the planet, is that right? Oh, interesting. Um, what way are we talking about? Liverpool? You, yeah. And Liverpool, look, Liverpool, okay, well, what I was saying certainly before that was that Liverpool don't need to go out and perform the major surgery on the squad. There's, there's other, everyone's oh, playing catch-up. Sorry, yeah. There is one place that it, oh, was, yeah. it was it was brought to my attention. So I was live on Five Live on Sunday um, doing the squad and David Maddock was listening to it. And so uh, so he, he, I went like, we need a backup left back. I think we still need someone for the forward three players, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's literally texting me going, we need a backup for Alisson. We need a backup for Alisson because he hasn't, like, Sneaky, he's had a couple of injuries now. Mm. Now, you, you know, Adrian's not good enough, unfortunately, mm. and he's been brilliant for us, mm. but he is what he is. He was a stopgap number two goalkeeper. So I do think we probably need, actually need, not like a want, I think we actually do need a, a, a good backup goalkeeper. Carius, We're sat here as Premier League champions, well, champions, European champions, and I'm saying we need a backup goalie. Fucking hell! Yeah, we've managed Fucking to achieve. Hell. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's right. But that you're right. There's, there's, there's defo. But this is the point, isn't it? And we might not be able to, and we might have to make do amend, as it were. But I'd rather be in this situation where you're making do amend with a squad that's just done all those things and can bring through. So if it has to be Queen Keller, I don't really want it to be because I think he's still a bit young for it. But. In terms of the environment that Klopp's fostered, it, it, you know, in and around the club, there's no better place to come through. Because if you're good enough, you'll make, you'll make it. Mm-hmm. Is the point? Mm-hmm. If you've got the right attitude to survive in that squad, then you'll probably be good enough to to to, to get a get a tune out of this. True of all the the, the the youth players as well. And I'm saying this on somewhere. You look at like this perfect storm. This Chelsea side, I really like this Chelsea side. And I really like so many players in it, and I quite like Frank Lampard as well. Whisper it. But it's it's only there by by accident, and and that accident is well not really it, it's there because they got caught tapping up or whatever it was so you know that they got they get the the transfer ban and they've got no choice but to go to the the, the things that they've been stockpiling for years and lo and behold they've actually got some real talent in there and it's the first time they've had no choice but to throw it out there and get and get bought into it and it's worked for them now they get the opportunity to add in your ZX and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. It might be it just might be the thing for Liverpool we'll never know but if it means that. Brewster doesn't get another loan next season and instead he gets game time or if it means that Kelleher gets five games and all of a sudden that's what he needed mm. and we don't know any of this stuff until further down the line but it might just be a situation where Liverpool I, I, I'm saying I don't know it's just speculating on the side of the positive as I always will do but if you were going if you had to the worst case scenario is that we can't buy anyone well we're in the best possible case Scenario for the worst case scenario yeah. because of who we are and where we are and the, the team and the structure that everything's in place. So it's probably going to be fine. It's great, mate. It's mm. great. Absolutely. Ooh. Um, well, that was that was brilliant, Ben. Thank you so much for the super chat, Payjack for the showdown. Okay. Stephen Ryder, one of our MXP patrons. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Uh, pleasure to see you. Hendo Designs. Hey, nice one coming over. Brilliant, Liz Golden. I believe in Payjack. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Did we miss any super chat? Did we yeah, get Stephen Somerville's? Yeah, Will there be a Redmond Doc? Yeah. Did indeed, yeah. Mike Brown, thank you very much for the super chat. 
And we got tea for the beginning of that, didn't we, as well? Mm, yeah, thank you so much for everyone who asked you to chat. Um, just quickly then, isn't it fascinating watching the Premier League, um, knowing that it's not really any of our concern anymore, looking at like the top four? Um, Leicester, as per, as per the opposite of your prediction, absolutely, absolutely catastrophically fucking it up. Um, Wolves, all of a sudden, keep, keep, you know, keep going strong. Man United are now back. They've got the team back. Ollie's at the wheel. Um, you know they're all they're all sound and made up, but like the top four battles become really interesting all of a sudden. It always I, is. Yeah, but it's not our business. Yeah, exactly. But it's never not. It's been not. It's not been our business a few times, but we're normally like eighth in the league when it's not our business. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's now it's not just, our business from a pure football. It's just glorious. You're yeah. just going like I'm like that. Like oh my god, like second so beat my heaven. Oh no, I like. I like, I like Ancelotti. I think he's a fucking mm. great manager. I think there's a lot of Liverpool fans that really like Carlo Ancelotti. In fact, we had like, a question in about Carlo from an Everton fan in the comments, which I'll see if I can dig it up. You, you just, I'll find his name. Carlo. Yeah, 1978, no doubt. Yeah, doubtless he's got Everton's. Uh, yeah, there you go. Everton, 1978, no <laughs> doubt. Um, yeah, opinion on Don Carlo, Everton. I think he's brilliant. Really like him. I, he's just a boss manager. He carries himself really well. And he's got that, funny enough, we were talking to Baz from Toffee TV. Well, Baz was talking at us before when we were busy. Um, and I actually agreed with him to a point and that is like he's not afraid to tell the fans when they're wrong yeah he's not asked for just saying it like you know what I mean like and that's something the Klopp's done with us yeah. where he's where he's called us out for leaving early you know and we all look back to that West Brom thing but what, we forget what Crystal preceded Palace. Crystal Palace when everyone left early and he said I've never felt so alone yeah, and everyone went oh I don't, want you, I don't want you to feel alone yet yeah, <laughs> that's where it's all started that him saluting the cop is after he called the cop out and they stood there till yeah. the end yeah. that's the start yeah. of it all he called us out first and foremost on it and he's done it on things in the past yeah. and he's had to and Carlo's not afraid to do that and he's actually he's you know what he does and, and why I've always liked them as a manager is because he doesn't have a set way of playing football. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys who, who much like me with football manager, really poor actually. If we're gonna if we're gonna talk about football manager, is you look at your squad and you decide what suits the play. This is bullshit from the football manager perspective. Oh, By right, the way, this is a complete a complete fallacy. Uh, I'm just making shit up as I'm talking now. He looks at his squad and goes, "This is what will be best for them." Like. Everton, their fans, everything about them, they want a four four two. They they just they want two lads up front, yeah. like you know what I mean. But you know what they want. And, and Calvert Lewin, and he's getting the best out of them. But he's because he's being true to the football club, yeah. and he's being true to the players at the football. But club. what he's but really all he's doing, and Liverpool had this with um, Allison. So Allison makes that mistake in his first season, first couple of games against Leicester, and and, and we can see the goal. And Liverpool fans, if that was like Adrian or Carrius or any other goalkeeper, would have gone fucking hell, he's shit. Except we went. Actually, the best goalkeeper in the world, isn't he? So, probably means that even the best in the world make mistakes. Okay, and we made our peace with it. And in in, in Ancelotti, Everton, it, it means they can kind of unload all their fears and insecurities for a bit because event they'll destroy him because they will because that's it's been too long. Unless he gets success, unless he wins something this season in the next year, I think it'll be it will eat at him too much. But they get to park that to one side because. You can trust in Ancelotti because he's literally the best manager they could possibly ever hope to get. And if he can't do it, then no one can. And that means you either have to change your attentions of your aggression towards changing something fundamentally at your footy club. Yep, you go upstairs. Or you look inside and say, actually, 
I need to just shut the fuck up and get behind, get behind. And that is an incredibly freeing. Jürgen Klopp did that with Liverpool. It's incredibly freeing to be able to just get on with trust, the business of supporting your trust. football club. Exactly. Because you trust that it's being handled the best. Not the, maybe the best in the world, but the best that it can be handled. And I, I look, I said this, and I'm sure it'll all come undone because it's very Ev. Um, it's no surprise to me that Everton have come back really well into the season so far because they've got a boss manager and look I thought Man United might have a bit more troubles and we'll see what happens in the coming games with them I don't think they're going to have it quite all the way the way that they haven't at the minute but I, I, Everton, I don't think they'll get it they're not going to get it to top four or whatever but it wouldn't shock me if they all of a sudden they're in the mix with Arsenal and Spurs because mm. Everton as far as I'm concerned should be in the mix with with the Arsenals and Spurs as this will. Arsenal should. I mean, they've won enough titles that they should be really right up at the top. But in terms of size of football club, it's not in between Spurs. Everton are bigger club than Spurs, definitely. And Everton should be as big a club as Arsenal, as far as I'm. As far as the I'm other thing, the, the other thing with Ancelotti is, and and again, we know this as Liverpool fans is he he, he Pickford won't be there long. Mm-hmm. With Ancelotti, no. he will not have time for a goalkeeper who does shit like fucking just let the ball through the lines. <laughs> Even if they get away with it because of Keane, that has been noted, marked, and he'll be shipped out. Okay. And that's the best thing that ever. Horses heads in his bed. Yeah, on it, honestly, like, that's yeah. it. Like, I've had another super chat coming from Matthew Wilson. Mm. Seen the amazing BT Sport video after the pool won the Premier League. Yeah, all of them have all of them have brought us here to my eye. BT Sports one, the Sky Sports one. What is what is, is the BT Sport one? Where it, it, it it's got Klopp, it's Klopp story as well. I'm not sure which um, is which. It's oh my god, yeah. Yeah, they're all they're all absolutely absolutely fantastic, and yeah, just mentioning the uh, Ancelotti Luke Garbutt stuff was Ooh. incredible. Who? 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 You're like a fucking a big old Italian owl. Um, I I don't know who this player is. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Eleven years of the club on your way. Uh, um, it was good the way he, he owned it though, Luke. Didn't oh, he? he did. Yeah, he, he owned it. The only way you him. can do that, like you've had your pants pulled down by one of the greatest managers of all time. So, uh, like from Redmond pointed this out, and I, I was thinking the same. Is that that's probably Luke Garbutt is now going to be more famous. It, it's better for him to be forgotten by Carlo Ancelotti because at least it gives him something. It gives him an anecdote. Not Ancelotti going, yeah, it, it, it's some money. And he needs to go and play football or whatever. He's gone. Who? And now at least he's got he's got a story. To, he's got a story that he can tell his grandkids. Carlo Ancelotti didn't know I am. I mean, I've got that story as well, and you have as well. Carlo Ancelotti doesn't know either. either just not on tape. He might do actually. Eventually, I reckon he'll know us better. Um, anyway, right, Chris. Thank you so much to everyone. Um, oh wait, 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 wait. There's a little game that someone requested that we've got to play at the end of the show. Live. <laughs> Once upon ah. Time there lived Luke Garbutt. Who sadly, no, I've just ended it. <laughs> well, who <laughs> sadly, I said sadly, died <laughs> live on YouTube during a art. Installation, uh, uh, um, exhibition, created by Carlo, the Italian stallion. (laughs) 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 Fucking whatever. Right. Okay. Um, Thanks very much for watching the live. If you enjoyed the liveness of it all, let us know in the comments. Uh, We'll we'll see. You know, there's talk about. I think we might be taking a bit of a break from the from the podcast as well. We're getting through the season, but we'll see what we can do in 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 the coming weeks. We did vow that we were going to do season two. Was going to be like. 
13 episodes max this is episode 17 we've kind of gone through lockdown uh, but yeah we'll have a little chat but if you want to support what we're doing do go to patreon.com forward slash mage x page at the guys over there absolutely amazing they get access to our discord group and we are set to do another live um q a sort of discord hangout with those guys as well soon so if you want to get involved with all that you can do the dates for that will be posted on our twitter at mage x page as well um but yeah we've got boss merchandise if you want some boss liverpool merchandise go to the redmentv.com and click the little shop tab oh that's from the chat man the chat man series yeah we found that found that bottle you drank we drank that bottle didn't we we did finally drank that bottle went to celebrate um thank you drop a like on it if you're on youtube if you're listening on podcast and apps give us a five star review and uh, yes we'll be back very very soon take it easy guys Ta-da. hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 